Primo production, she put on for a shot. In this big city, I want them to mention me. <laughs> Talk your shit, Bree. Hey, you guys, we are back with the Bremar Productions podcast, and we have a special guest, and her name is Autumn Black. Woo, I need some, I need some freaking clappers. <laughs> Seriously. What up, guys? So, Autumn, I met Autumn a while back when she was living in Dallas, but while she was in Dallas, unfortunately, we never linked up. But I had the honor to finally meet her in person and actually work with her um, at the closet sale that was in uh, Wichita, Kansas. I think that was in June. Was it in June? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, good. I'm good. I'm I'm really bad with dates. And <laughs> um, yes, it is. And I listen. Don't take offense if I forget your name, your birthday. <laughs> I remember your energy. On. I tell people that's what's important. Yes, exactly, exactly. But today, I told you guys that I was going to come back and um, give you commentary on the whole Amber Geiger situation and what's going on in Dallas. And this entire case have definitely took over the entire city. Um, it is definitely the topic of discussion right now. It's on everybody's brain. And I thought it would be best to bring Autumn on the podcast about this specific topic because, number one, she's for the culture. Number two, she has made the sacrifices to, and honestly, I don't think it's a sacrifice, but we're going to say sacrifice because everybody else thinks it's a sacrifice. She has made the sacrifices of just supporting Black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. That's it. 100%. But she only shop. She only shop with black owned businesses. She only fuck with her own people. Um, and if it's any anyone else outside of the black community, it's an ally. And we know the difference. We know the difference. We know exactly what's going on and we are fully aware. So I thought it would be best to talk to you about this discussion. Not only it's not about I'm not being biased. And I'm not looking for somebody to agree with me because we might end up disagreeing. This is a raw conversation. We have not talked about what exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, right now, my emotional state of being is exhausted. Um, I feel, I just feel some type of way. Like, I cried real tears yesterday, real mm-hmm. tears yesterday, because I was expecting more. I And I want people to understand, like, when it comes to life, there's balance. And it's okay, it's okay to uh, have a feeling about the verdict, but also disagree right. with the sentencing, right. if that makes sense. So, yes, I do feel like she's guilty. And... No, I don't. I, I I disagree with the sentencing. I feel like she should have done more. I don't like the fact that she was coddled throughout the entire trial because I've seen black bodies in the courtroom and treated as trash. So I'm like, I just want us to have the same energy, and I and I want white people to give us the same energy that 
they give us when we are in these courtrooms. Because there's no way we'll give. I I ain't never seen somebody hug so many times in the courtroom. <laughs> right though. on repeat by officials in the courtroom. The people if, that are yeah. Let's talk about the case. If you're not in Dallas and you're wondering what exactly is going on, um, this is what happened. So Botham, the victim, and Adam, if you want to add anything, please do so. Botham was in his home on his sofa after a long day of work. No, after a long day. Was it on a Sunday? So I think it was after a long day of worship. Uh Uh-huh. He was on his couch eating ice cream. They'll smoke the joint and watching a movie. And all of a sudden, Amber Geiger walks in his apartment and shoots him dead. Now, this is the issue. This is the line. This is the issue that we have. This woman had the chance to render aid, but instead, she's after she shoots him, she go right back outside and start texting the cop that yep. she was having a, an affair with. So this man stayed. He he was on the ground bleeding to death. She could have she could have rendered aid. She had the she had a toolkit and everything with her. She had a vest. She had her lunchbox and she had a whole toolkit with her where she could have actually helped this man. She could have stopped the bleeding because she was trying to do so. Yes, and she could have gave him CPR. That's that's a huge issue that I had with, with the way that she handled it after she shot him and she realized that she fucked up and she's not in the right location. This is not your apartment. She didn't even try to stop the bleeding. She mm-hmm. went to texting. Now, I know that we are in a, a digital age but life is life. Life is not digital. Life is life. She didn't even try to stop the bleeding. She didn't try to do no resuscitation. She's just texting. She texting the guy that she's that she's having an affair with. She's not even. She didn't even call nine one one first. Yeah, that's true. And I want to say this. I gotta say this. I honestly wish that Botham wasn't black. I honestly wish that Botham was a white man because when I'm when I'm reading these comments and I'm having these discussions with white people, they don't understand it. And I think they will under, they will honestly understand it if it was one of them. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So what are some of the comments that you're hearing, Bree? Because I've had not one conversation with not one white person about this case. Not one. The the comments that I am seeing, and I don't engage in it because I don't feel like it. But mm-hmm. the comments that I'm seeing is she made an honest mistake. It was an honest mistake. But do you know what happens when I make an honest mistake? I try my best in that instant to fix it. Right. That's the difference. There wasn't no fixing. There wasn't no, there wasn't no trying to make it right instantly. It was kind of like, oh, it was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's, her, that's what I get what from she, this whole situation. What she did, as soon as she found out that she fucked up and that she made a mistake, she immediately went to, oh my God, how do I cover my ass? 
Yeah. That's what she went to. She did not go to, oh, I made an honest mistake. How can I fix this? It was about self. How can I cover my ass? Who can I call? Who can I contact that cares enough about me that as much as I care about me, that's going to help me fix this? She didn't care nothing about this black man that was dying right in front of her face at her hands. She didn't care anything about that. And the only thing that I really had about this case, and I said, I said what I just said for a reason. I'm not saying this that I wish that white people was under attack. I didn't say that because of that. I mm-hmm. because the fact that he was black and she was white, it instantly created a race war. Yeah. And humanity was thrown out instantly. Like we just we just gonna forget that he was at the end of the day, he was human. We forget that. But we're gonna make sure that. We always say black men. We always going to say white cop. And people going to instantly start feuding and pointing fingers at each other and start insulting each other because it is instantly created as a race war. What about humanity? At the end of the day, this man was in his own home. He was minding his own business. He was a civilized citizen. He was a volunteer. He was giving back. Not only to the United States of America, but also to his own country. So it's like he was he's Haitian, everything. Correct? Huh? He was, was Haitian, he right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He he was everything that America tells us to be. He was the and American dream, bro. And yeah. still got gunned down. And still got gunned down. Y'all tell us to practice um religion. Y'all, t- y'all tell us in God we trust. Y'all tell us to go to school and get a good education. Y'all tell us to apply to internships while you in school. Y'all tell us after you after that internship, most likely you're going to be um, employed by that company. This man checked off all those boxes. Yep. Every single one of them. And he still got gunned down. He is definitely the American dream. It doesn't matter if he's black or white. At the end of the day, he he did everything that we are taught to do. He was a citizen. So I'm like, I don't understand that. I don't understand. That's the only reason why I wish Botham was white because the race war and pro-black. I love my people. But do we have time to be going back and people over simple shit like this? Gun down for doing nothing. That's that case should never been to trial. No, it should never went to exactly trial. What I was about to say. This should have been open and shut. Period. Because a human being took the life of another human being. Yes, it happened by accident. But like we said, she didn't do anything to to fix it. And at the end of the day, this man's life has been taken. You should have been more more aware. You should have been more cautious. You should have put your training. This is a huge issue that we have got to rectify is these people have training and they're Mm -hmm. not utilizing the training. They have the training and they're choosing not to utilize the training. So why are we paying taxes for police to get trained just so that they cannot use the training? Right. What is the purpose of this? This right. it's open and shut. You killed a man. Now you have to do time. And let's talk Period. about that. Let's talk about the training. Let's talk about police officers. And I think a lot of people got this fucked up too. 
they think that we are screaming, we don't want to be policed. They are thinking that we are saying that we are 100% against um, police officers. I have not yet to meet a black person they, that, that recommends that, you know, we shouldn't be policed. The yeah, thing, the thing about this, the key words is police brutality. That's what that's what mm-hmm. we fighting against. We not we not we not fighting against policing. We are fighting against police brutality because at the end of the day, you guys walk around and say protect and serve. It's on y'all badges. It's on y'all cars. It's on y'all uniforms. It's on the. Y'all see this every day. It is stampled in y'all head. It's, it's y'all motto to protect and serve. Why do the citizens of America do not feel like they are? And why do we feel like we are not being served? There should be no citizen. It doesn't matter if they red, black, orange, white. It doesn't matter. There should be no citizen on this soil that should be fearful of the police. Because we should all have equal access to them, equal relationships with them. Like that's that's what the purpose of them is supposed to be. Purpose of the police is supposed to be order. You're supposed to bring just and order to every community, to every race of people, to every ethnicity of people, to every religion of people. But that's not what you're doing. Instead, you're using those things to target people, and it's mm-hmm. the complete opposite. That's like me saying, bring more productions is a production company that produces events and i also give uh have the services of styling you and making you real fly for events costume designer artists or whatever in the fashion industry i'm held at a high regard you're going to expect high expectations of me because i'm walking around and i'm telling you who i am i'm telling you you're going to be fly at events I'm telling you, I'm going to serve you. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you great customer service. And as soon as I don't do that, my ass is grass. Y'all <laughs> hold me, y'all hold me until like I'm held accountable for not meeting expectations. That's the same thing for fast food restaurants. These are fast food restaurants, but motherfuckers expect five star service, like they serving steaks. If we yep. can do this for all industries besides the police, I don't understand that. Y'all walk into y'all walk into these establishments. Y'all walk into fast food restaurants, hotels, um, businesses, or whatever, and y'all have high expectations, and y'all want great customer service. Y'all want to be served. Y'all want to make sure that your money is well spent and that people welcome you. They do. They are doing everything that they say they're gonna do in their company motto. Y'all have all these expectations of all these other uh, people in industries, but when it comes to the police, it's like, oh, you know, they they had to fight for their lives. Okay, do you know how many people that that just simply work at Seven Eleven? They gotta fight for their lives. Yes. At any moment, somebody might walk in that motherfucker and rob them. And let's talk about uh, even in the same aspect sex workers they have a risk every single day of their life whenever they're when they're going to work nobody's giving them any type of leniency none and then if something does happen to that individual oh you put yourself in that in that position okay just like 
Amber signed up to be a police officer. She was denied in Fort Worth. They said, no, we don't want your ass. So she came over here to Dallas and y'all gave her a badge. Okay, now now the citizens, we have expectations. And you're trained. You are trained to give CPR. You are trained not to shoot to kill. I'm like, why are y'all shooting to kill? Y'all got all this shit on y'all utility belts. Yep. And y'all, y'all, the only thing, the only thing they're using is guns. Like, what happened to the days of pepper spraying somebody? What happened to the days of um, using the stun gun? Like, why, why are we even paying taxes for you to have these things that you're not going to utilize because you're just like bullets? And why do we have such scary ass police officers? Like, these, they're literally scared of their own shadow. All exactly. while she's up there, you know, uh, crying on the stand. I thought that my life was at risk. I thought I was going to die. I thought this person in my apartment was going to kill me. You're a police officer. You face danger every single day. You're supposed you to be, be able to handle those type of things. Yes. Fearless. You should fear nothing. I'm not, af I'm not afraid to die because I'm ready to protect and serve my country, my community. There's three occupations that you you cannot actually there's four police you cannot be scared if you do these four things for a living police officer teacher doctor entrepreneur yep no fear you cannot be scared somebody's gonna always tell you no somebody's gonna always try to pull your card somebody's gonna always it's gonna always be some shit period you cannot be scared if you scared you you definitely don't need to be a police officer if you're easily frightened by the general public and you got all this <laughs> shit you got all this shit on your utility belt you should not be scared if dallas police department give me a, a utility belt right now i don't i don't even need the badge if you just be like okay brie you are licensed to walk around with this utility belt do, do you think i'll be scared of anybody no <laughs> especially especially not a man in his pajamas eating ice cream that's gonna be the last person that i'm going to be afraid of i ain't never been scared of a man in pajamas before a and on top of that i have the utility belt and i'm instantly gonna reach for the gun come on girl this now case? I will say that I was I was overjoyed to hear the that she was guilty because I have a personal experience with police brutality. Um, a dear friend of mine that I've known my entire life was killed by the police, mm -hmm. and they found it to be a justified killing. And two months later, my husband's cousin, who um, was also um, he fought in the war for. For his, he, well, he was in the military and he fought for our country. The police gunned him down a month later. And in both cases, there was no justified, um, there was no trial. They, they just said that it was justified, you know, there was, it was a justified killing. And so we never got to have that, that feeling, that release of somebody is being held accountable and taking responsibility for my loved one not being here. But when they came back with the 10 years, 
Like, I'm, I don't really know how I feel. I'm not even going to lie. I don't know how I feel about the 10 years because some time is better than no time, but his family is never going to get to see him ever again. In 10 years, she'll be out here. She can't be a police officer, but she's still going to get to get married, have kids, go to the movies, you know, be Amber's a part be of... Good. And you know what, I really thought that, um, because my husband has done like federal time. And so I'm talking to him and I'm like, well, you know, maybe when she goes to prison, um, there's going to be, you know, the prison system, they inside those walls, they got their own way of handing out justice. And he's like, no, she's going to go in um, like what they call PC, protective custody, because they're automatically she's at risk of being hurt. She's going to be like, basically in solitary confinement nobody's going to have access to her for the exactly. entire she's time a police she's officer. in there she's a yes. police officer they already know that of course you can't put her in, in jail with regular inmates regular inmates are in jail because of police officers they're going to automatically yes. be for her because she's a police officer so it's only right that she served her sentence in a confined um cell that only makes sense to me that only I think makes that's sense unfair I think it's unfair. If you if you're a murderer, then you should you should do murder time, and you should do murder time with other murders, other people like you. She's been coddled way too much during this entire thing, from the judge giving her hugs, the family forgiving her. Like this is it's all just too it's too overwhelming of how much it is. coddling that she's had. It's too. Because... Uh, I think that's what it is. It's too. Uh, it's definitely too. It's too triggering. Yes. Yes every step of the way, it's basically like people saying, man, I really wish that we didn't have to prosecute you for this. I really wish that you didn't have to pay for your crimes, um, but the general public won't let this die down. Exactly. I, I really hate that the judicial system, the way they had that whole courtroom set up was like, man, we really don't want to be doing this to this white woman. I wish that you didn't have to go down for this. I wish that you didn't have to take responsibility for what you did. Yep, that's exactly what happened. And the reason why I say that she's going to be good after she does her sentencing, and she probably won't serve the entire 10 years. Probably because, not. Because, number one, America is uh, saturated with um, uh, just bullshit, you know? Like, just, she can she can turn this into a book, just like OJ did. Yep. Yep. She can turn this this into a book. She can talk about her experience and people going to copy it and she's going to make a million off that book. Number two, she's going to be good because I noticed um, a, a few people added me to this Facebook group uh, the night of the uh, the night of when we found out she was found guilty and we were celebrating and talking all this hot shit. And then we found out that there was a, a Facebook group called um the supporters of Amber Geiger. So all these, th I'm going to tell you something. When I at, when I was added to this group, it was only 600 people in that group. And it was all white folk. Wow. Once the black people got a hold to it, it was 19,000 people in that group. 19,000. It went from 600 to 19,000 people. Because the black people got in there and started talking shit. You know how we do. Yeah, shut that shit down. It went, it went crazy. But then when we found out the sentencing, the administrator of that group made a post. 
and he was like, I want to thank all the supporters. I want to thank, you know, the, he was like, I want to thank all the supporters and I'm very grateful for the flood of Wakanda because of y'all, y'all exposed this group and we was actually able to raise $20,000 for Amber Geiger. Are you kidding me? Autumn. They raised $20,000 in 24 hours. For her? Yep. They raised $20,000 $20, in 24 hours. $20,000 in 24 hours, and we in that bitch talking shit, raising hell, and these motherfuckers are planning, and they putting their money together. They putting, they putting their money behind what they believe in. They believe yep. that this girl is innocent. So they're going to support. They already know the power of the dollar. So we're going to, okay, let them talk they shit. Let them hostile. Let them talk about how we look and incest and all this other crazy shit. But we back here, we planning and we putting our money together. They raised $20,000 in 24 hours. And you know what, Bree? Flint still ain't got clean water. Hmm. They put their money, you you said it, they put their money in exactly what they believe in. They believe in her innocence and they don't care about Flint not having clean water. And I, the fact that and, he even called, mm. the fact that he even called all the, the rally of the black people that joined that group, the fact that he even called us, I'm not the even in the group, of I, Wakanda. Of Wakanda, which, which Wakanda is a fictitious place. It's not even, that's not even the real unity of Africa. He gonna call us Wakanda just shows that he thinks they think so little of us. We are belittled to something fictitious and, and imaginary, something that ha holds no real weight. Because they got twenty thousand dollars and y'all got a Facebook status. We got to do better. And, and I think that it's genius because. You guys didn't even know, even though you're in the group, y'all didn't even know that they were raising money for her. And I, Did you? No. See, they move in silence. Okay, y'all y'all mad, y'all talking shit. Okay, that's cool. Whatever. Back here, where you're not invited, where you know nothing about, we got twenty thousand mm. dollars. Oh, they keep we adding people to the group. They keep exposing our group. It's nothing but publicity. That's it. It probably took one one other white person to see that shit and be like, oh, okay. It probably took one donation. One person, one donation of $20,000. Because we sharing this group. We giving out this group all this energy. Yep. Giving it hype. Giving it clout. Giving it life. Really. We too emotional. That's giving it a whole nother life. We too emotional. I said this. I said this before we even found out if she was guilty or not. I, I, I actually, this is what I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak on this. It was, it was a Facebook friend, and people fuck with me. They fuck with me until I, I give them my true opinion. So a Facebook friend posted. <laughs> she posted, "If Dallas will not find this woman guilty." We're going to turn this bitch up and we're going to turn it upside down and we're going to turn it into Ferguson. And I have already spoke this before. I say this all the time. The Mike Brown situation, 
it changed my life. I was pregnant with my baby boy. I was offended. I was disgusted. And I was like, I, I don't, I'm going to make changes. Not only financially, but period. Every aspect of my life, I'm going to do better mm-hmm. as a black woman. As a black woman in my community. So I tell her, I said, well, you know, if you're going to tear some shit up, you, first of all, you make sure you tear up they shit. Because history, history goes and shows that we have the, oh my gosh, we have, we have made the bad mistakes of protesting in our own shit when it should be vice versa. So yes. I'm like, when I said, if you're going to tear up they shit, if you're going to tear up anybody's shit, you make sure that you tear up they, they shit. And she said, I will. She was like, that's the plan. I said, okay, I left it alone. And then somebody else came in and was like, well, it doesn't matter because our neighborhoods are are not really our neighborhoods. I said, that's a motherfucking lie. That is a lie. Our neighborhoods are our neighborhoods. Right now, yes, South Dallas is slowly being fixed up. And I know this for sure because I walk. I literally walk in South Dallas every day. And I see the changes, but it's just small changes. They slowly creeping into South Dallas. It ain't over mm-hmm. yet. We still have we still have a whole lot of opportunity in South Dallas to really turn it into our neighborhood. But that's here and there. So I'm like, it's still our neighborhood because even if you go to South Dallas with that shit, guess what? You are affecting the black lives that's in their neighborhood. That's res- that resides in that neighborhood. You're not affecting them. They don't give a no. fuck about your cries. They don't give a fuck about your protests. They have they have seen it. We have seen it. History is repeating itself over and over and over again. We see this. They don't give a fuck about your insults. They don't care about your crying. They do not at all. You're not affecting them. Period. Period. And that don't that doesn't make any sense at all for you to take the stance of what well, it doesn't matter. We can fuck up our own neighborhood. Who's gonna pay for that? Who's gonna you pay for that? You realize that they're just gonna increase the taxes on South Dallas and the South Dallas schools so that you can pay for those. It's coming right out of your pocket. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you be so inconsiderate of your own people? And I told her, I said, listen, you haven't even did your research on Ferguson. We, before you say certain shit, you need to know. Before I say certain, certain things on Facebook, you know what? Even when it comes to using words, if I don't, if I'm not for sure if I should be using this this term or this word, I Google it and I'm like, okay, I'm right. That's me. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're gonna say certain things about anything, you need to make sure that you do your research. If you do your research on Ferguson, you will find out that there has been at least ten to eleven. I'm I'm not for sure the exact number but there has been at least 10 to 11 activists that was highly active in the mike brown's case that's been murdered murdered and one of the activist sons was lynched literally this lady woke Mm -hmm. up she walked into her kitchen she fixing breakfast she looked out of her back she looked out of her window and she looked into her backyard and her son is hanging from a tree so you yes, want to turn Dallas into Ferguson? That's what you want to yeah, do? No, 
know what you're asking first. I literally know one of the activists that was in Ferguson. She's from St. Louis, and she was in that mix. She frequented with these people. And almost, almost every single month, she has a post on Instagram or Facebook where she's doing a memorial. It's been X amount of years since such and such activist was killed, since we lost this person, since we lost that person. There, be prepared for those prices. If that's what you want, be prepared for those prices. And that's the only thing that irritates my soul. We're not prepared. You're not prepared for war. Come mm-hmm. on. Because you, you you writing this, guess what? You typing up this post in a white man's establishment. <laughs> you haven't you. even made the you haven't even made the sacrifice to work for yourself. You haven't even made the sacrifice to write your own fucking check. You're not ready. You're not ready for that. You're not ready to turn Dallas and Dallas into Ferguson. You haven't. You probably didn't even know that activists are being killed the way they're being killed in Ferguson. You didn't even know that. It's not on the news. It's not on it's CNN. Not. Ain't nobody covering that. No, you gotta you gotta see that on you know like Black Atlanta, Black Star, uh, Roots, you know things like that. That's where you find out those things. But they're not covering that on CNN. They're not talking about the. They're not talking about what the activists are really giving up. Like in order to fight this fight, you're not really fighting this fight if you're not willing to sacrifice your your living situation, um, your job, and your life the greatest activists that we've ever had have all been murdered. So if you're not willing to to give that up and to say, my life means nothing if I'm not fighting this fight, you're not fighting. Murdered. And this, this is not to discourage anyone. This is to let y'all know the whole truth behind activism. There was a plan in place. The, the the activists that we did have, they were very successful and they their, le- their legacy lives on because there was a plan in place. Mm-hmm. Even, even in the short years of MLK and Malcolm X, there was a plan in place. Even though, you know, there was some people in the camp that folded, but there was a plan in place and they was able to um, execute that plan for the short amount of time. I think I think Martin Luther King's most successful accomplishment was when when Rosa Parks was was placed in jail because she didn't stand up and they boycotted the entire bus system and they started carpooling took took their money Mm -hmm. and invested in cars and started carpooling that was the most successful boycott I feel like Martin Luther King executed. Now, a lot of people think that some of my beliefs and the things that I push for can, they think that I'm racist or I'm prejudiced, which I'm not. I just speak facts. And our most, the most success that we can ever have with independence is when we are segregated. So the reason why that was so successful is because they weren't able to take out of our pockets. We were in it. We were just united a smaller community doing for each other. We take our money, invest in a car together and carpool to and from work, carpool to and from the grocery store, grocery store, carpool to and from dropping our kids off at school. We work together as a unit and they suffered, they struggled and they buckled. 
but we're not willing to do that now. We don't have we don't have enough people that have enough common sense and that mentality to really say, I'm going to cut myself off from the convenience of what white people are offering to me and struggle with my people so that we can make a difference. There's not there's not enough of us that are willing to do that because we're reliant on the convenience of what they have. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. I can say it better. I know from experience because I've completely taken myself out of, and the only thing, and I'm in the middle of, of transferring this, the only thing that I still have that of my money that goes into a white company or white establishment is my cell phone because I'm still my cell phone. I'm on contract with Verizon. So they still getting this money, but I live in a truck and me and my husband travel around and we live inside of our truck because we don't want to pay anybody rent. We don't want to pay the electric. For my, my community they're not doing anything for my people. Adam. still have that we pay money to white establishments is our cell phone because we still have a Verizon is who we pay our cell phone through but we got rid of our apartment we got rid of all of our utility bills and me and my husband live inside of a semi truck and just travel around living inside of our truck as nomads so that we can make all of our money save all of our, all of our money and put our money where we want to which is in black businesses black organizations black liberation so if you're not black, you're not getting our money, <laughs> period. We don't pay rent to anybody. We don't pay on no loans to no banks. We don't pay an electricity bill because none of those establishments were putting anything back into our communities. So we figure that we have to do it ourselves. And if you're not willing to take those, those sacrifices, you know how uncomfortable it is to live in a tiny space like that? Man, say, I already know. I already know. I know that my mother and I, we practice group economics. And when I, some people, when I tell people that I, I, I had to move back home and I choose to move back home because it only makes sense because as a village, I'm able to get more things done. So I believe, yes. I, I believe in group economics. We, we believe in group economics. We believe in putting our money together to, to shorten the bills of the headaches and all that stuff that comes with paying bills. I have already made my decision 
that I don't want to work for nobody else. Especially somebody that doesn't value and appreciate who I am as a black woman. And number two, I'm with you, especially a company that's not putting back into the black community. Mm-hmm. I feel that. The only thing I wish at this point, because now I, I have created a platform. Bree More Productions is not about Bree More. It's bigger than Bree More. I have created this platform for us to not only be ourselves and get paid, but also to be appreciated and valued. This is what it's about. It's to the point where I don't go to the malls no more. I don't shop with Fashion Nova. I don't, I don't do none of that. I get all of my clothes from Black-owned businesses here in Dallas, Texas. Or in New Orleans, when we had the closet sales in New Orleans. Or when we visited you and we had the closet sale in, Rich- in Wichita. Yep. I don't, I don't shop with nobody else. And I just I be just as fly as anybody else on Instagram. And to me, that's not a sacrifice. To me, that's self-love. That's what it is. To me, that's unity. To me, that's rotating the black dollar. Is it really a sacrifice? Because a lot of shit that we have, we can really go without. Yes. And just like you were saying, like, you know, not shopping at Fashion Nova, uh, and instead shopping with black businesses, like you're a lot of times, especially with designers, you're going to get better quality. You get something from Fashion Nova, you didn't pay $25 for or $15 for a couple washes and that shit is garbage. You can't even wear it no more. Half that shit don't even be as fly. <laughs> but you get something that is custom made or something that is just of higher quality and value from a black business that they they have went through and looked at every single seam and they've made sure that the lines and the stitchings are correct and perfect and it's unique like what's the problem you're getting so much more value that is not a sacrifice you're putting just like these white people you're putting your money in what you see value in exactly. your community your people exactly yourself exactly that's exactly what it is and why anytime that i spend money that, with I you i do not understand that shit i truly do not understand that and to me i don't see where the disconnect is i i think you know what i think the disconnect is the fact that a lot of us don't know our history we only know what they provided we only know what's in the textbooks but if you really do your own history you find out exactly who you are and what your people were before they were slaves you will see that you come from real ass people mm-hmm. people that were real bossy that was really making decisions that was they ruled this entire earth not just a region but the earth and once we realize who we are as a people that's when you you awaken. You're like, oh, snap. I need to change this. I can do this. Yes. Man, say, Robert, I'm telling y'all, like, I am obsessed with Black history. Because the, the struggles that we have, I feel like we can't even compare <laughs> our struggles to theirs. Just imagine. We can't even imagine. And even even if you do imagine what they went through, what our ancestors went through, you will you will break down because it was yes. too much. Robert Smalls, 
was a slave. This man actually watched the Confederate soldiers go back and forth on the river for months. He rounded up some slaves. They decided to take over that ship. And they they um they drove the ship to the next side, the other side of the river. And the, the people thought they was actually the Confederate Army, but they wasn't. They were slaves. That's how that man became free. Because once they got off that boat, they took over. They took over. He wasn't trying to hear, no, you're not free. It's like, no, nah, I don't went this far. I'm going to fight for my freedom. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> Robert Smalls wasn't even done. That, that wasn't even the end. When he touched soil and he became a free man, he became a politician. A whole politician making rules, making judgments. You went from a slave to a politician. You had slaves that was mailing themselves to freedom. You had slaves that was putting guns. Harriet, Harriet Tubman was putting guns to other slaves like, bruh, if you're going to slow me down, you got to get killed. Because my freedom means that much to me. Your freedom means that much to me that I'm willing to kill you right now. If you don't hurry the fuck up, we gotta go. We yes, gotta walk right yes. Now. You gotta run. You gotta really want this. When you find out who your people are and what they stood for, man, it's an insult to even live any less than what they live like. With that same fire. You have got to live with that same fire every goddamn day. You have to. You have to. Because we have it so much easier than them. How? We have it so much easier than they set us up so well. Oh my god. And you just gonna let that fire diminish? You just said they set us up so well. So well. So well. We are still making Money, hip hop is a is the baby of jazz. We are still mm-hmm. making money off of jazz. We are still making money off of slaves picking up instruments and and putting music together. We are still making money off of soul food, food food that was given to us as scraps, but we flipped it and we turned it into soul food. We still making money off of that. Flipped it and turned it into gold. Your ancestors set you up. They gave you the tools. They gave you, passed it right down to you, hereditary. Not for you to sit on. Not for none of us to sit on. Not for none of us to get lazy. Not for any of us to act like it's like it's something small. Our DNA is too big. It's it's too big and it's too much. We, we've earned so much more than that. We are so much more than that. So much more. So much more. So let's talk about... Oh, Lord. This going to be a tough one. I was happy that she was guilty. Yes, we both happy. I was, I was surprised. I was shocked that they even found this lady guilty. So that was... Okay. But let's talk about what everybody is talking about right now, which is his little brother getting on the stand and telling her that he forgives her, he loves her, and then 
He hugged her. Mm-hmm. When I seen that, I was like, okay, so what is he doing right now? What's going on? What happened? <laughs> And I was like, okay. I see the God. I felt the God. I see that. I understand that. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I feel like we always bear the we always bear forgiveness on our backs. Like we always gotta be the ones that that be the bigger person. Yep. To me, that's insulting. To me, that's because we don't went through we don't went through this whole trial of everybody being strong in what they believe in and everybody feeling like, okay, this woman is guilty. She deserves this. And then this is the thing that irritates me. If their family forgive them, then we should just let it go. Just let it go. Okay. I don't think that's no. You don't need to just let it go. You don't need to. I, I here comes what I what I said in the beginning. There's a there's there's a thing that I love the most about life, and that's balance. I believe you can forgive, but I also believe you you cannot forget. Like you cannot, yes. you can't keep forgetting the the bullying that black people fuck. Like we we get fucked with on a daily basis. We can't forget that this man was in his own apartment, minding his own business. We can't forget that. Forgive, but don't forget. And everybody keeps saying, "Well, you know, Jesus this and God this and the Bible this and the Bible that." And I love Jesus' story. I do not subscribe to church. I do not subscribe to, you know, those. I do not subscribe to the beliefs of Christians because right. I feel like it it weighs me down. It's too much for me. But I do subscribe to God. I do. I do mm-hmm. believe there's a higher, a higher build, uh, be- being. And I also appreciate, I still, I'm still able to appreciate core beliefs in that religion. So I appreciate Jesus' journey because as an entrepreneur, as a, as a black, as a black woman, I can relate because on a daily basis, I feel like I put on the cross and I'm being I'm being thrown under the bus. Either it's from my own kind or it's from the other side. Every day I deal with something. It's always something. Right. I don't I don't speak about it, but I deal with something. And I and I really truly I I I really truly appreciate the faith that Jesus applied to his journey. And I say this all the time in entrepreneurship, the only currency that you have is faith. Because if you don't have nothing else, you need to hold on to something. You're not going to get paid every day. You ain't going to be happy every day, but you still got that faith. So I appreciate that. Even though Jesus knew what was next, he knew he was going to be betrayed. He -hmm. knew people was going to tell down on him. He still had that faith because he had a, he seen the vision. He seen the bigger picture. So I appreciate that. 
But people need to understand is Jesus did not sit on praying hands. He did not sit on his forgiving heart. When people pulled his card, he let them know. When people made him feel some type of way, he handled that. He addressed it. He still went hard. He still worked. He put in work. He did not just say, okay, God, I'm praying to you. I'm done. You handle it. This man traveled on foot. <laughs> he walked Preach, on water. Yeah. He put in work. You cannot say, okay, y'all, um, there's forgiveness. We forgive her. We got to move on. We got to say bye. The case is over. No, you got to put in work now. If you don't do nothing yep. else, if you don't do nothing else, this is the moment for you to put in work. Put your money where your mouth is. Back up that prayer with work. Y'all can't just sit on y'all praying hands. Y'all cannot just sit on y'all forgiving hearts and be like, okay, well, case closed. No, bitch. This is the time for you to put, listen, the little bush straps or whatever we got, the little resources that we do have in the black community. Put that shit together and let's eat. Yep. Because I do believe that the Bible also says faith without works is dead. Preach. So if you have the faith to forgive, I also need you to put in that work first. And the whole forgiveness thing, I mean, I'm not going to tell nobody that they shouldn't forgive and that, you know, his, his family shouldn't forgive her. But what does she do to deserve that forgiveness? I, I see her saying I'm sorry and I see her up there crying, but I don't feel like she's... I don't feel like you're really sorry if you're not willing to take your punishment. Like she still has a defense lawyer so that she can defend herself and say, no, I, I don't want to be held responsible to this magnitude for what I did. So are you really sorry if you're not willing to take your punishment? Mm. What did you do to be forgiven? She, this happened, what, last year? What has she done in this year that warrants any, any of his family to forgive her? I'm lost. Nothing. She ain't did shit. No. She been crying and she been paying lawyers. That's what she been doing. But I don't think that she's done anything um, as far as taking taking this, this $20,000 that these people are about to put on her books. Tell them, don't put it on my books. Put it into Colin Kaepernick's organization. Put it into mm. an organization that is going to help train police officers not to be fearful like me. Put it into the South Dallas schools. Take that 20000 Then I can forgive you. I can even contemplate the idea of forgiving you. That's, that's facts. That's facts. And I'm, I'm the same way. Believe in what you what to believe in. Whatever you want to believe in. Because I feel like my purpose on earth is not to make anybody feel less than or to judge. Right. If you believe in that shit, believe in it. And you better stand ten toes down. But if you gonna, if you gonna, if you gonna speak on and this is the reason why I say <laughs> Christians gotta stop going to church and just being wholeheartedly uh, um, dependent on the pastor. At one point in your life, you're going to have to go home and you're going to have to open up the Bible and you also have to create a relationship with God yourself. Yes. Because at one point, you're going to have to understand 
the real warrior that Jesus was. He prayed all day. Yes, yes, yes. He fasted all day. Yes, yes, yes. But he also put in action. There's action. There's key words. Walked, talked. Like there's key words in the Bible, action words Mm -hmm. in the Bible that shows that he put in work. He just didn't pray. He just didn't pray. And then when things got tough, he even questioned God, like, why me? Right. Why? He asked questions. Come on, he breathe. He asked yes. questions. And so many Black folk are just so afraid to even ask a question. We so afraid to even show our emotions. To me, to, me, to be honest, we have every right to be angry right now. We deserve this space. We deserve this, this space to be angry. We do. Don't be don't be apologetic about being angry because a black man was taken away from us and you bear black children. Yes, come on. You are in love with a black man. Don't be a, don't be sorry because of that. You deserve this space. You deserve to be angry. I don't get it. We need to stop being so fucking apologetic. I feel like that's where a lot of the desire to forgive comes from is feeling guilty. You feel guilty for being angry. You feel guilty for being upset. You feel guilty because you want to see her fry for what she did. So if I'm going to be a better Christian, if I'm going to be a better person, I need to forgive her. But you have the right to be mad. You have the right to sit in that. You have the right to to express that and be unapologetic about it. Because these, these emotions wouldn't exist. If we didn't have the right to them. Yep. Everything in this world is with reasoning, with purpose. Everything has a purpose to it. Your emotions, how you feel, you have rights to that. God gave us the right to to make decisions. So in, in the midst of our decisions, if you feeling angry, feel angry. But like I tell everybody, when I feel angry, I have learned how to redirect that energy into something positive. We can redirect that energy and say, you know what? I really want to see a change in my community, but let me invest in my own. I'm angry than a motherfucker. I want to punch. I want to fight. I want to kick. I want to turn some shit up. But you know what? Let me take my black dollars and let me invest in a black business or create one. Yep. Well, I don't got to fuck with you. You don't appreciate me. You gave somebody that took one of us 10 years. You don't appreciate me. I'm going to go over here instead and I'm investing my own. And I'm going to own my own shit. Where we are valued. We are loved. We are uplifted. I don't have to fuck with you. I'm ready for that. That's action. I'm not ready for us to be like, well, if his family forgive then we should just let it go. And then it's back to the, the, the regular bullshit. I'm not ready that's, for that. That's where we're at right now is it's repeat because basically what this case has taught us is that white women's lives are more valued than black men's lives. Once again, which is something that we have seen repeatedly, 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 but y'all just affirming in 2019 that this is, this is the way that America views us. So we have and a then, right to be angry about that. So t- like exactly. you said, take that anger and flip it. Take that anger and invest in and show a black man that his life is worthy. Invest $20 in his business. Invest $100 in his business. You know, do, do exactly. something. Do anything, but do something. 
other than post it on Facebook. And what's crazy to me is I know real people that's still real mad and we never live in that generation, but we still get upset about Emmett Till. What's the difference between Emmett Till and Botham? Absolutely nothing. I wait. And again, did it not come out that um, that the lady in the Emmett Till case, didn't she say when she was dying that she lied about that? Yes, and like I said before, and I, like I said before, there was a writer that published a book of, and he interviewed her ass. You don't think she made some type of money off that shit? Yep. That's exactly what Amber gonna do. She gonna get out. She might, she might, she might not be the one that published a book, but there's gonna be an interviewer that wants to know her side of the story and wants to know more detail and what exactly happened, her feelings and her emotions through with this entire process. And that motherfucker is gonna sit down with that interviewer and they gonna run her a check. Period. Yep, it's gonna be a New York bestseller. It's gonna be on some type of some type of list. Uh, she's gonna win, or whoever writes it is gonna win some type of an, an award for it. She's gonna and she's gonna get a check on top of the twenty thousand dollars that she, has been raised for her by complete strangers in a Facebook group. You're right. She's gonna be a okay. She may have a life. She gonna be story. straight. What? She a millionaire now? This guy's a whole millionaire. She rich, rich. What you mean? She gonna be more than straight. Her kids gonna be a okay. All she got now. All she gotta say is, "I'm Amber Geiger." Uh, the only thing that would set her apart from Zimmerman, because Zimmerman was still on that bullshit, which I still don't understand why nobody even. Oh, this nigga. He got out of jail. And he was well. He got set free, and he was still beating on his girlfriend. Yep. Had a high chase of. Uh, dealing with the police was still doing all kinds of crazy shit but I think I think that the whole situation and probably Trayvon himself haunted his ass I think that man was guilty like he felt so guilty that he just his whole life just turned upside down oh yeah but, it was a tailspin and then he and then he slapped us in the face when he he get on social media and was like, I will fight one of the black celebrities uh, because I'm running out of money. So let I want to fight one of the black celebrities. He tried to set up a whole boxing match. Specifically with a black celebrity. Specifically with a black celebrity. And you can Google that shit. I'm not lying. I so am he's not literally lying. literally like reveling in the fact that his claim to fame is being that that white man that is against black people that's what he what his legacy is and what he wants to be known for this I'm is real life you. people out here this is real, real life, life people out here that we have to face every day <laughs> he probably go to the grocery store and people bagging his groceries little black men little black boys bagging his groceries and he's thinking man if i just punched him in the face right now i could probably get on tmz probably get a couple interviews and get a check well, that's what Amber Geiger did. She was in South Dallas at the annual Martin Luther King Parade, and she said, I want to push one of these people down and start pepper spraying. At the MLK Parade? Yep. And y'all gave her a fucking badge? 
they found that in her text messages. And she was like, she was like, when would this be over? Oh, when MLK is dead? Like, you making jokes about somebody that sacrificed his life. Like, what? what is funny about that? Ain't shit funny about that. Nothing. I can't even believe there has to be something. I need to see the Dallas police. I need to see police nationwide that are going to be doing something. Um, well, however it is that they're testing people to see if they qualify mentally, physically, emotionally to be police yeah. officers, the answer is no. They're mm-hmm. not. So what are you going to do to change it? Because we're tired of it. And you think, give them guns? I think America is so dumb. I think the people in power is so freaking dumb. I think they are the most First of all, if you gotta if you gotta oppress people to come up, you already ain't shit to me. You already ain't <laughs> you shit. Already you already ain't shit to me. <laughs> and you ain't gonna be able to sustain it. If you can't get it out the mud without killing, raping, or being shady, or doing anything crazy, you ain't shit to me. We ain't got nothing to talk about. Nothing. But I think I think America is dumb because I don't think America understands that racism is not just a black struggle. And I have expressed this before. Racism is not just a black issue. Racism is an American issue. Because the prime example of this is the Russians actually fucked with the campaign because they created bots specifically about race to pit us against each other. Yep. So while we while we going back and forth where the while we doing this whole race war thingy and subscribing to this race war, these motherfuckers are putting Trump in office. It's a it's listen, if other country if other countries can subscribe to America and see exactly what it is and see what the weakness is, the weakness is racism. Y'all can't even come together as a as a as a unit. Do you know how fucking lit America would be if black people and white people and Indians and Chinese come together as one? And we're supposed to be the strongest nation. We ain't though. And they don't understand that. Russians literally use racism to fuck with America. Because and I'm not we are physically, we are physically and financially strong, but we are mentally and emotionally weak as fuck, as a nation. Period. And social media have gave these other countries access to us. Yes, yes. So, so now they, they can do, see us. Boy, what? All <laughs> I have to do is create these fake ass profiles and just start fucking with us. Poke That's the bear. all it is. Yep. Don't Poke nobody. The bear. All the black people I know. We don't want to really have no race war with white people. We don't want this shit. We don't walk around this motherfucker talking about we hate white people. We don't do that shit. Don't nobody want to do this shit. Uh, who's getting paid off that? It's not going to bring me no money. <laughs> shit. That's not going to elevate my kid's future. That's not going to do anything for Ajani. Why? Nothing. What's the purpose? Nothing. Most people I know, they want peace. They want to be able to be themselves and be appreciated and valued without being looked down on. That's the only thing we're asking. At the end of the day, I feel like uh, 
first of all, you you went from a kidnapper to a parent. When slavery was over with, you could have just shipped us out where we came from. But yep. since you kept us, now you are a parent. You are a whole ass parent. That's exactly what you are, America. We are right. a product of you. We can't even relate to our own. Listen, we can't even relate to our own people in Africa because we are Americans. We live the American lifestyle. We are a product of you at the end of the day. Yes, we still have our African traces. Thank God, and I appreciate that. But there's no other people like Black Americans on this earth. None. And instead of you looking at us for who we are, which is gold, you treat us like shit. America is dumb as fuck. Whoever's in power, y'all, y'all stupid. Like, period. <laughs> like, <laughs> The only thing y'all have in, in, in motion is the money aspect of it. That's the only yes. that's the only part they win in. But when it comes to all this other shit, they are dumb. They are stupid. Fucking nuts. Period. And it, it shows. It's a, you can see it because whoever is in power, America as a whole, has a problem with admitting their faults. Uh, take Taking that pride and that ego down and saying, okay, we fucked up. Let's try to rectify the situation and correct this because we still get no reparations, no apology, no nothing uh, handed down to us, given to us as a way to right the wrongs that that our ancestors had to go through. America has a huge problem with admitting their faults and where they've just completely dropped the ball at. So yeah. until until we can do that, how do you ever expect to grow and to get better? If you can't even admit what you did is wrong, if you can't even take the punishment for what you did wrong, how do you get better? You don't. You're just constantly putting a Band-Aid over it, putting a Band-Aid over it, but there's you ain't putting no type of calendula oil on it and fixing it and healing it. And that's crazy to me. That's stupid to me. That is dumb. Let us Johnny be my A plus student. Baby, what? Nah, we gonna uplift you. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. We gonna I make see that sure you are doing straight. great things. <laughs> right. And black Americans, it doesn't matter where you put us. We gonna succeed. We gonna flip and we gonna turn it into something. Everything. We excel in every in every area, every aspect, every career. Um uh, uh, in the tech industry, blacks in the tech industry is completely taking off. We are creating new codes, new apps, new just changing the game for for uh, technology in fashion, in music, in sports, entrepreneurship as a whole. We are killing it. Why don't you take a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred million dollars, because I know that you got it, and put it behind this community and see how much further you get? Why you think Wakanda look like it do? Mm. you can fuck around and have a whole Wakanda something that's better than, listen something real have, life something real life like real life look what they and did in Tulsa Oklahoma yeah true Black Wall Street and look, that was way back then imagine what we can do in 2019 when you put your money where your mouth is, you put your money in what you believe in. And like you said, Black Americans, we are your A-plus students. 
when you invest in us and when you stop trying to make us out to be the criminal. Like, it really pissed me off with this whole case whenever they kept bringing up the fact that they smelled weed in his oh apartment. Oh, my God. The man is dead. Who cares? The, and then on top of that, this is the reason why I say they stupid. Because it's legal in, in other states. Yep. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's United States. And even though it's not legal in Texas, <laughs> it's still legal in California. But it's that council is out. Because it's legal somewhere else, it's kind of like, oh, you can't smoke at Breedmore Productions. But if Autumn is next door, you can and you can roll a blow with Autumn. It doesn't fucking matter if you can't smoke with Breedmore Productions, because right. somewhere else is legal. Literally one state over from Texas. I'm I'm right here in Oklahoma now, and they got weed shops everywhere. CBD, THC, marijuana, it's everywhere. It's legal. One state over from Texas. And y'all want to bring up this the, oh. the made up term black on black crime. Black people are a minority in America. That's minority. That's where this term comes from. We're a minority. So there's more white people in this country than any of us. So why is it whenever they commit crimes against each other, which happens more often, big crimes, small crimes, whatever, it happens more often. They don't refer to it as a white on white crime. That half the time, exist. no, and half the time they don't even look at it as a crime. Trump was grabbing women by the pussy. They didn't look at that as a crime. No, that was a misunderstanding. Girl. <laughs> that's what that is. When you grab her by the pussy, that's just a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk about black on black crime because it's kind of like okay, I hate. I hate this the most. I hate when, especially when black people say that. If we start killing each other, then maybe they would take us seriously. Nigga, they wasn't taking you seriously when you had on uh, three-piece suits. Right? Emmett Till had on a three-piece suit, bro. Every every picture that I've seen of Emmett Till, this, this, this man looked like he was ready for church. <laughs> Bottom! Was ready for church. This man literally sung every Sunday and called his daddy after service to talk about his worship. Still killed. They not gonna respect you. It doesn't matter what you got on, what you wear, what you do. They not gonna respect you. Period. You, when you are set in an area, when you are in a neighborhood, and the neighborhood is majority black. It's only common sense that there will be some type of corruption amongst those people. It's going to be something. It's going to be, and I'm not justifying the, the murders or the, the crime that's committed. I'm just saying that eventually something is going to happen amongst those people. And because right. the neighborhood is, you know, all black, then there's going to be quotations black on black crime that's common sense it's gonna happen period so it's it's irritating because we see all the things that they have done to themselves as well and to just normal regular people that's minding their own business these people have went these 
depressed these depressed crazy mentally ill white men have walked into schools movie theaters malls and just randomly killed somebody because their mom didn't appreciate them or told them that they loved them let's be honest the dude that killed the the Denver the whole different uh situation when that man walked into that movie theater and he killed them uh them people when they was watching Batman. Yep. He was mad because his girlfriend broke up with him. So innocent people had to die. Innocent people. But we don't talk about that. We be like, damn, that's fucked up. Damn, that's what white people do. And then when it's done, when it's said and done and he gets sentenced or whatever happened or he gets uh, committed as uh, mentally ill, it's like, okay, oh well. But let let Lil' J and C-Murder get into it. It's like, why we keep killing each other? We don't we don't value ourselves when you see entrepreneurs like Bree Moore and Autumn Black on a consistent basis that's moving the culture forward in front of your face and you neglect all that don't give us a we, second look but you are looking we, for, on world star hip-hop for the fights we hate ourselves we don't invest in ourselves no you don't invest in yourself you hate yourself the people that say that the people that bring up black on black crime especially when injustice have happened to us you don't love yourself you don't know your history You showing your card because you would yep. never fix your mouth to say that if you really truly value yourself and you know exactly who you are. You wouldn't say no shit like that. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And it doesn't even apply to this conversation. Why are you putting this into this conversation? This has nothing to do with Amber Geiger walking into this man's house and killing him. That have nothing to do with what happened in the streets yesterday. Nothing. So why are you even bringing that up? I hate that shit. I hate when black people say that shit. That's a slap Lack in the knowledge face. When we don't know, yeah, we don't know ourselves. We don't know uh, our real true history. We those are those are people that don't truly know the value of what it is to be black. I ain't going to say that they don't deserve the melanin that they've been blessed with, but something like it. You haven't tapped in and acknowledged it. Not yet. You don't know what to do with that. Man, shout out to Hillary, because Hillary, if you, do you know Hillary? Hillary Styles? I don't know Hillary. Okay, uh-uh. Hillary Styles, she went, um, she went live on Facebook yesterday, and she said that she lives in a, she talked about this, she talked about the, the dumbass, uh, uh, quote when people say "Black, if we stop killing each other and black on black all this other crazy stuff she was like y'all need to stop saying that shit because media have literally planned this whole thing about around black people to make it seem like we always killing each other she was like she literally lived in a white community where there has been two suicides in one week and the media did not even cover that God damn. There's more crimes and more shit going on and mentally ill, crazy stuff that's going on in white communities as well. And we don't ever talk about that. We don't talk about it because we are always placed in the media and we don't ever question it. 
We don't say, damn. Ain't nobody talking about what's going on in Plano. I know something is going on in Plano. But we just want to cover what's going on in Oak Cliff and Pleasant Grove. That don't sound right. You know what? That's hella facts because my hometown, I come from a predominantly all-white hometown, Art Kansas City, Kansas. And they have, um, I think my cousin told me that maybe within the last four or five months that they have had about six suicides there. All people that are under the age of 30. People younger than us. That's crazy. But I haven't seen it on the news. If she didn't tell me, I never would have known about it. And they really, they covered the drug problem that's going on with the white community with, um, is it opioids? Yeah. They yep. slightly covered that. And they, as soon as it started hitting the media, just slightly, they started fixing it. Now, now Trump want to, you know, set laws in place where, you know, if you serve this, this specific drug, you get the book thrown at you. And it's like, what? Y'all didn't do that when crack was hitting the black community? Right. Nobody cared. Nobody cared but the kids who were starving in this community because their their parents are hooked on the drug. Like I said. And the only people that showed up for those kids were the black parents. Oh! I just those fell out of my people seat. that did care. <laughs> I can talk about this all day. Autumn, we gotta make we, we gotta shorten this because we don't want to anytime we get on the phone. Oh my god. We don't want to talk about the Black Panthers right now. They're not ready for this discussion. Oh my God, man. Do you have any any closing remarks? Did we cover anything? I needed this conversation because I, I literally walked around. Dallas yesterday with my hands in my pocket with my headphones in my ear I don't ever go grocery shopping like that I simply didn't feel like being bothered I didn't do no work I'm behind on work I'm like I'm exhausted but I'm glad I had this conversation because now I'm motivated to continue to press forward yes that's what I hope people get from this episode I mean, anytime that you listen to the Bree Moore Productions podcast, I get motivated. I feel inspired and encouraged. So I hope that people are just willing to sit in their anger, allow themselves to be angry, don't feel forced to um, to have to forgive, and be inspired and motivated to just make the change. Don't even tell nobody. Don't talk about it. Don't post it on Facebook. Just do it. Just do it. That's all, we, that's all we asking for. That's all I'm saying is just do it. And if you're going to pray, pray. But put some work behind your praying hands. Don't just sit on them. Mm-hmm. Get to work. And let's let's start, you know, being less judgmental because I, I do, I really want to say this. It took me a while to get in this space. It took me a while to to figure out who I was and where I come from and I, we talked about this before. You know, it took me a minute to get here. And I'm willing to be patient with those that's not here yet. I'm willing to do it. Maybe you can learn from me. Maybe you can be inspired and be like, okay, I get it. Yes, I want to know more about Harriet Tubman. I want to know more about Robert Smalls. I want to know more about those, that, the Nat Turners and the Malcolm X's. And I'm not just talking about what's given to us in textbooks. Like, we actually need to dig deep 
And that's what I'm here yes. for. That's what Autumn is here for. So this this was a dope um, conversation. And again, I don't give a fuck because this podcast is for the black, the safe, this podcast, the Brimore Productions podcast is a safe place for the black opinion. And I said what I said and I meant it. So. And she's sticking to it and I am too. So. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Y'all if anybody is interested, um, if people want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at QueenXPod. You can at find me on Facebook, Autumn Black. Connect with me. Any friend of Breeze is a friend of mine. I'm here for conversations. I'm here for Black liberation. So just get at me. Yeah, she done went all the way out. Like, oh my gosh, you are a real warrior. Like, seriously, I really... <laughs> I'm bound down to you right now. I really appreciate everything that you do for the culture. Like, I, listen, you're doing things that, oh, I wish I can do. I know I can, but, yeah. Thank you, In due time. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having me on, Bree. I appreciate you. Much love. Much love. All right, y'all. Y'all be safe. Peace. Peace. Okay, you guys. So, for the new listeners and the new people that are not familiar with Brimore Productions, we are known for our fashion shows that we put on annually in Dallas, Texas. And I'm so excited to announce the date, which is November 9th. It's on a Saturday. And it will be at Arts Mission Oak Cliff. And the theme for this year's fashion show is Everything Dallas. We are paying homage to Dallas, Texas. I really want everybody that is a creative, um, an artist, a blogger, influencer, entrepreneur, even if you're working in corporate America, I really need you guys to come out, get your tickets today. Tickets are on sale and make sure that you are in the building to represent Dallas, Texas. Even if you're not from Dallas, you know, come out and support because you're here for a reason. So if you want to know more about Dallas and what's popping off in Dallas and who is who in Dallas, you need to make sure that you are at this year's fashion show because we put on for the city. We want the world to know that we are creative. You know, we're not all about the cowboy hats and the and the horses and the cowboy boots and all that country whoop the whoop that y'all guys ex- assume that we are on. We actually are brilliant minds creative hearts really 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 dope people so make sure you save the date november 9th which is on a saturday you can go get your tickets right now on bremore.com slash fashion show and get your tickets today you know we have great sponsors like dart we have arts mission oak cliff which is a dope venue that you guys oh my gosh i'm so excited and i know you guys are going to love it so make sure you save the date saturday november 9th you love fashion shows you love lit events you love being in um an environment where people are like-minded and you feel welcomed and you feel appreciated and you feel valued You need to be at our annual fashion show on November 9th. November 9th, tickets are now on sale. Do not miss out. Peace.